your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to the Saturday Manager podcast. My name is Nick Pitts from Farnborough Old Boys Guild Reserves in Division 3, west of the Kent County League. This podcast follows the ups and downs of grassroots football, including interviews with players and managers across the grassroots sector. Let's get to it. Here we are again. Episode number 43. I think we are. 43 of Saturday Manager Edition. Thank you once again, as always, to Andrew Wheaton for letting me have my own platform for you guys to listen to me to chat absolute nonsense for 40-odd minutes. So thank you again. Right, today. So we haven't spoke for just over a week or so. Um, We've got two games to review briefly. Um, We will break and the new edition of this season's show where we will be inviting on guests Players, managers, water boys, first aiders, whatever you want to call them, anyone to represent your club, we're welcome to have you on. Today we'll be speaking to Housted United manager Scott Mullins. He will be with us to discuss last season, this season, the ups and downs of the Kent League and exactly what they've been doing through lockdown uh, during Covid, etc, etc. Game we've got to review was last Thursday's game against Peckham Rye from the Westfar Premier Division. Now this is a, a, a different one for us. It was only really a last-minute thing. Um, a pitch became available three days before um, the original opponents of Peckham Rye uh, pulled out, so we jumped in to to take that uh, take that slot. Extra minutes for the boys, an extra t- uh, a chance for for us to get together as a group. So so we took the game, and I said to the boys, "This is going to be a completely different one to what we're used to." Um, they're quick, they're strong. I uh, believe they do a lot of bits and bobs on YouTube as well. So the whole atmosphere was going to be completely different, and it showed from as soon as we got there. Um, majority turned up, obviously already ready to go. All got branded kits or their names on the back. Um, I mean, to me, that is that is what it is. But that's uh, that's up to them. That's how they want to portray themselves. So that's I believe that's all recognisable for the YouTube stuff. So that's great. Um, <clears throat> we had Adam Clayton in the middle, uh, refereeing the game, and and really it was straight from the off. Uh, they 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 were attacking fast and quick, terrifying pace going forward. Uh, I think some of the boys at the back didn't really know what hit them after the first few balls were going through down the left and down the right. But we, uh, we started fairly strongly. Um, the, the press from Peckham was intense. It was high and it was non-stop. So there wasn't really a chance for a breather at the back. And they managed to break through down their left-hand side, broke into the penalty area and, um, and brought down for a penalty. Craig Ralph, our, our, um, our centre-back, took him down for a pen, which questionable. One of two penalties for Peckham in the game, both questionable. Um one of those typical challenges where the striker does about 1,500 step-overs in the penalty box and then throws himself over the opposing defender's quad muscle to win a penalty, uh, which was exactly what happened. Stepped up, put the ball in the bottom corner and 1-0. And um, 
we kind of switched on a little bit from there. Cause for 30 seconds, we went straight down the other end. Poor, our left back broke into the box, got barged over by their big number five at the back, and uh, and penalty to us. Uh, Grant Lye, Grant Lye stepped up. Um, usual penalty taker, Mike Cole missing away. Um, so Grant stepped up, full of confidence, uh, put the ball down to the keepers left hand side, and the keeper made a good save. So if the goal goes in. Obviously, it's 1-0 and it's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different game. Uh, and we could have been right back in the game. Five or six minutes later, again, same high-intense press from <clears throat> from Peckham. And again, another penalty. Uh, exactly the same scenario. Exactly the same player, I believe. Down the left, cutting on the right. And just threw himself over the quad muscle straight into the, into the penalty area. And the ref gave a penalty. So, same penalty, same... Same direction, same outcome. Two one, uh, sorry, two nil. Um, but as I say, if we score our penalty, we probably don't concede that pen, and it, and it's one all, and it's a, it has a completely different feel uh, about the game. Um, we pushed on into the game. The guys, uh, the, the, all the boys and the players, though, that they start getting the ball down well, start pushing the ball around the park, really making the ball do the work, and and as the half progressed. We were um, we were settling into the game. I, f- I find it's taken us quite a while to settle into games for some reason. I've got no idea why. Um, maybe a new influx of players has done that just to understand how we play as such. Uh, but so we started to find our feet in the game, <clears throat> and um, as soon as we did that, obviously we got caught on the break. Um, a lovely passing move through uh, Femi, the number seven in the middle. Um, and passed to their striker with ease really carved us open too easily and, and there we were at, at 3-0 um, we responded we responded quickly um, a couple of freak goals I mean, I'm not quite sure what Poppadon wrists was doing in goal for Peckham first um, the ball was laid out to the edge of the box all of about 30 yards out Matt Edmonton our 10 at the time passed passed the ball back to their keeper and for some reason, um, the keeper decided to sort of throw himself on the floor and push the ball into the net. Very, very strange. Um, Duke, King Sport TV, he was there and we were having a discussion on the side and we said, what the fuck's happened there? What has gone on now? Um, bit of a strange one, <clears throat> but uh, you, okay, he's done one, he's had one, you let him have one, but about five minutes later, exactly the same thing happened again. Um, Charlie Pitt picked the ball up from holding mid, 35 yards out, smashes his ball, He's got a bit of dip and spin on it and swerve, but, I mean, if the keeper stands up and just holds it, exactly the same thing happened again. I'll pop it on wrists and push the ball straight into the top corner of the net. Weird. Um, so that took us into half-time, 3-2. And really, kind of ending the half on, on a whole, we come in and we said to the boys, look, we knew this was going to be difficult, we knew it was going to be different, but that hasn't stopped us from digging in. I mean, we'll give anyone a go that stands in front of us. And second half, we came out all guns blazing um, we hit the post we hit the crossbar we missed an open goal so we had chances and again we got caught on the break f- from a, a, a initially a nice move picked out from the back working our way through the midfield and finding the, finding the forwards uh, just getting caught with that extra man over and uh, it allowed Peckham to break at a terrifying pace and um, and put the ball in the bottom right hand corner and, and 4-2 and, and that was how the game finished um, 
I've got to be honest, considering the way pre-season has gone, um, we've lost a lot of players, um, some core players, but we, we have replaced them and we have replaced them with technically better players than what we had before. So I'm not particularly worried, but considering how pre-season has gone and the results that we've had, I wasn't too bothered about this result because there were positives in the performance and the performance was brilliant. If we'd have ended that game... How sorry if we'd have started the game how we ended it, then it could have been completely different. Because as I said, we had our chances. We just need to be uh, a little bit more clinical in front of goal. So thanks, um, thanks for Peckham, thanks um, to Dan Gibbs, fellow Silk um, podcastian. Um, thanks, boys. Thanks for the game and um, good luck for your season. I'm sure you've got a good cup run and a good league run in you this year. Second game in review um, was last night's game against Fleet Down United Reserves of Division 2 West. Uh, believe finishing in the bottom two or three of that division last year, so we certainly um, we certainly fancied our chances against them. A team, I believe, from Gravesend or Dartford over that way. Uh, so it was quarter past seven kickoff at Bishop's Justice last night. Uh, we turned up, decent warm-up, we are 17 so uh, a strong start in 11 with a strong bench as well. Uh, we were graced with the presence of first team manager Luke Johnson as well. Um, so he came down to have a look at what we were doing um, and discuss plans going forward. Lined up in a 4-3-3, which is really what's been working for us. Um, trying bits out with a 3-5-2, but the 4-3-3 from last season we really seem to have now to a T. Um, so we start, like I said, we started with that last night. Uh, we started the game fairly well, uh, but again we seem to we seem to start too late before we can see goal. So that's exactly how it went yesterday. We got the ball down well, playing nice five-yard passes, um, but just getting caught trying to do too much at the back, and we did get caught um, from our left-hand side. The ball whipped in, so from the right, and um, their left winger met the ball and headed it straight into the top left-hand corner, and we were one 0 down within about eight minutes. Um, eight or nine minutes so we we kind of woke up from them we um, we were getting the ball down we were getting the, the ball up and it was sticking up front to allow the midfielders to support um, the strikers uh, we hit the bar Pat Harvey hit the bar from a corner um, uh, unfortunately one of our trialist lads he's having a bit of a dry spell with goals he, he, he he's missed a heap of chances throughout pre-season uh, he missed an open goal last night Selfishly, I mean, the, the ball was played through from right back um, by Billy Roberts. Defender missed it. Pat Harvey one on one, uh, through on goal. If it's come, if it's me running through on goal, I put the ball in the bottom corner. If it's Mike Cole running through on goal, he goes around the keeper, puts it in the corner. Pat squared it to our trialist um, who needs a goal, and the trialist puts it clean over the crossbar. I was angry that Pat didn't shoot and didn't have a go. But I can also see why he squared it to the young lad, giving him a bit of confidence. Um, but in hindsight, the, the ball should have been in the net from either source it came from. So um, <clears throat> heads were a little bit down. Heads, you know, heads were in palms a little bit, and it it kind of it kind of went on from there really, because from there on we didn't pick up at all. The communication was non-existent. The simple, the basics of football were just were just non-existent, and um, it, it kind of turned into a bit of a a goal fest towards the end. We went in um, one nil down at half time, 
um, and we made three changes at half time uh, two new trialist lads that have got in touch with the club this week um, it was just coincidence that we had a game before we'd get them in and see what they're like um, not really showing a great deal I don't know if the way we were playing sort of had an effect on them however um, I said the game went on and we, we just didn't I'd like to sit here and say we were brilliant we were fantastic we offered the world but we offered nothing I'd rather sit here and tell you guys the truth and tell you how the game went um, and we were awful second half um, there were good spats of play in bursts but apart from that um, there was nothing really to nothing really to, to to praise the boys on and I said to them after the game I said it, it's coming it will come you just got to wait for it to click and when it does click we'll go on a run and it will happen um, so two or three chances in the second half uh, Rory Skinner down the left hand side putting a couple of decent balls into the box one met by Mike Cole and one went clean over the crossbar a couple of free kicks um, which were on target but just not finding that cutting edge um, unfortunately uh, a little bit frustrating because I know that we've got it we've got it in us but for some reason at the minute it's just not showing and um we go again tomorrow with a trip back down to Greencourt FC to, to host, actually, AFC Greencourt. Um, so home game for us, home game for them, in so many words. And it's our last game, last game of the pre-season campaign. Uh, we've got 16 available and ready to go. So fingers crossed we can get, if we don't get the result, we're looking for the performance. Uh, and then what we'll do is we'll have a light training session next week before the first game of the season away to Bexley Reserves, which will be no easy task. Um, over the two games we played them last season, we did put nine past them and didn't concede. However, um, I do know that the new manager down there has brought some players over uh, from Teviot Rangers and they're a completely different outfit, so that's going to be a very difficult opening game. And if we don't switch on from tomorrow, then... You know, fearful of what could happen going forward. So that will do us for the first half. Um, two games in review there, and we'll be back in the second half with Scott Mullins from Housted United. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the second half of the show, the second half now where we speak to Division 3 teams or we go in and around the leagues. So this week we've got Scott Mullins from Housted. Housted um, really doing the business last year, uh, finishing third before uh, COVID-19 came into place. Uh, 11 games played, 11 wins, 33 points, really looking statistically the favourites for the title. And Scott joins me now. Scott, how are we, buddy? Yeah, I'm all good, Nick. Thanks for having us on, mate. And uh, nice to meet you. Never come across each other, have we? So, talked a little bit on me in bits and pieces, but nice to come across and meet you, mate. We've done some bits, yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't meet last season. But this season coming up, we've got to meet each other twice. So, hopefully, uh, it'll be uh, two good outings. So, just to get into the, uh, the interview, can you speak to us a little bit about um, last season, how you, how you got on from your point of view? And before, obviously, coronavirus basically fucked everything. Yeah, well, you know, Nick, we, you know, we was uh, buzzing. Eleven out of eleven says its own story. 
doing very, very well. We're very much a, uh, a no-nonsense type of team, uh, Nick, if I'll be honest with you. I hear a lot of managers and a lot of people on the sidelines and they're like, you know, it doesn't matter to me whether we win or lose. Well, we don't play like that. We're going to do something. We're doing our best ability. I've had the boys now, Nick, since under 10s. I was with them at uh, Beckham right. Town. So I managed them then. So I've had them for about 15 years. <clears throat> Not all of them. I mean, obviously, people come and go. But a few of them have been with me from under 10. So we've had them a long time. And uh, we won the uh, Bromley and South East Alliance, I think, uh, Division 1, yep. two seasons ago. And that's, we got back together after three years away. So we won that division, uh, and you know, and it was quite a good division to be honest, we was pleased with that. Then we had to leave Cray Wanderers, we was at Cray, so we had to leave them to get into the Kent League. Yep. Cray couldn't get in there, and we was looking for a club. Okay. Funny enough, Nick, we come here, we come here to see if we could come to farm. I, I heard, did yeah. You hear? I, I did, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw one of your cards on the bar. Oh, did you? Halfway <laughs> two, so two years ago, yeah. <laughs> no, well, we come here, and, uh, and they said we can't have two teams in Division 3. Yeah, correct. So uh, I said, okay, then. You know, can't, uh, I didn't know, you can't Nick go up a division. And they said, well, no, look, you, you know, you've got to warrant they'll probably get there or thereabouts this season. So See, they fancied you. I weren't told that, I would have taken that. No, well, listen, and they, <laughs> they, no, the other thing, they were backing you, they were saying, look, good fella, yeah. I believe you, did you come from Bromley or something yourself? Or something? Yeah. yeah. And he said, look, they got a good team, we fancy him for my promotion ourselves. So, anyway, so the farmer said, look, you know, we can't accommodate you both. So that was that story done. So I put a few feelers out there, and Alstead come on to us and said, look, we're looking for a team, our boys are moving on, going to different clubs, you can come to us, ask them a bit of background, what the club's about, a fella called John Brett and his son Kevin, now John's been at Alstead since he was 16, he's yeah. like near enough 70 years old now, so he's played 45 years ago, he's wow. yeah. cuts okay. the grass, chairman of the club, brilliant guy, John and uh, Kevin, and they said look, all we do is, you do it the right way for Alstead, Bring your, bring your own players in, we won't interfere, but what we do ask is subs are paid, respect what we're about, achieve things for us, yeah. and we got a match made in heaven. And, Love that. And that's how it went. And then, as I say, 11 out of 11. Again, people say to me, you were the favourites. Do you think you were going to... Listen, we, Nick, we hadn't played Meridian twice, right? They were, they were top. You were second, we hadn't played you twice. Yeah. Uh, we beat Brydon twice. We've still got to play long lane. So it was, you know, to, to be honest with you, I think we've been probably dealt some white cards. You know, I'm going to say that. And we yeah. had come across a lot of the teams. So for me, all it was was an experience. No one won nothing, no one lost nothing. And we leave it at that. I, I think in, in terms of um, where we, where obviously we'd finished where we did, but we hadn't actually done, so we hadn't done the same. We hadn't played you. Mm. We hadn't played you twice. We played Meridian once and lost. Um, and we'd only played long lane twice. So another team that were in the top end of the division. Um, so I can kind of understand what you're saying in, yeah. in terms of that. So, okay. Um, secondly, lockdown. So obviously lockdown came in, um, no football. Was there anything that you guys did as a team? Uh, were you part of the um, the Zoom quizzes? Did you do anything like that? Did you do anything collectively as a team to get you through lockdown as such? No, with the, with the lockdown, I mean, we're, to be honest, we're, we're very sort of, as a club, we're quite uh, positive. Yeah. And I think you've got to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, listen, I, I ain't a FIFA man, I, yeah. I ain't a really a quiz man, not really my cup of tea, these bits and pieces. But all we kept doing on the uh, on the uh, WhatsApp group we was putting there, I mean, there's, there's myself, there's a fitness coach we've got called Greg, Terry, assistant manager, Alfie, another guy helps us. And we just kept keeping the positivity out there, football will be coming soon, let's keep fit. And our guy, Greg, was keeping people fit, talking to them on the phone. We obviously couldn't meet up. But we was just trying to keep things as positive as we can because, like, you know, it was worrying times for people, weren't it? People didn't know where they stand. It was the unknown. You know, people were getting seriously ill with this and all that. So, you know, the thing we'd done mainly was just keeping contact with people, 
just keeping them as positive as we can, telling them to keep nice and fit, nice yeah. and sharp, yeah. waiting for the season to start. We had it in our mind that the season weren't going to happen. I think everybody knew that. Uh, and the biggest, the hardest thing for us, Nick, was to keep people positive, was that we didn't get promotion. I mean, yeah. you know, I've got to be honest, I think I've, I've told you before, but I was a bit fucked off, if I'm putting it blatantly, because I felt we had played teams in the second division. We had beat them quite comfortably. Uh, you had beat them. Yeah. Uh, Meridian had beat them. And there was a few teams down the bottom now in that division two were getting some bad beatings. And listen, I'm not saying people, yeah. but all I'm saying is, is you don't come to football to get an idea. You don't want to see that week in, week out. A lot of teams we played were very respectful towards us. I should think you, Nick, and Meridian, but people were saying, well done, great outfit, hope you do well, deserve to get. But it's all, all these bits, deserve, but I just thought yeah. myself, you know, where's the brains? Yeah, where's with the Kent? Yeah. Can FA can't they look into it and listen? All right, there's rules. I get rules, but a little bit of common sense. Three teams are smashing the division. You know what I mean? Three teams down the bottom ain't doing so well. A little bit of common sense. Three down. Three. Oh, but if you don't want to come it. out, I'll get yeah. it. But just for me, that that was the only thing. The only thing on the season was I think there was a little bit of a lack of brains going on at times in things. You know. But look, that's done now, and we underline it. And uh, ourselves, you, I believe. Biden, Green Acres, all going to be trying to get ourselves out of it this year. Just have to do it all again, unfortunately. Uh, okay, so let's move on to uh, next season. Um, how have you prepared? Who have you lost? Who have you brought in? Have you done anything out of the ordinary to prepare for the up-and-coming season? Right, anything out of the ordinary? No, uh, Nick, nothing out of the ordinary. Because to be honest with you, I think people complicate things too much, especially managers, you know what I mean? I mean, sorry, put my teeth back in. But what you see, Nick, what you find is, is for us, Nick, for us, we keep it nice and simple like a lot of managers. There's no... You know, people have their ways. Be nice and fit. Be prepared. Be on time. Pay your subs. Away we go. You know what I mean? So for us, we, yeah. we, we started pre-season maybe a little bit earlier, maybe a week or two earlier. Yeah. Uh, fitness is great. We're in a great level. Additions. We've made a couple of additions. Uh, Josh seems to know more about uh, my additions than me. Then he knows more about me than... We'll come on to that shortly. Doesn't he? But, yeah, we made a couple of additions. We've got another centre-back. Uh, got uh, another two strikers. Uh... And I think that's about it. We've got one guy at the moment who's injured yep. uh, and nothing else. I mean, I've got 23, 23 players signed on. So I think, you know, we're probably, we was looking to sort of keep it around that figure between 20 and 23 because you're obviously injuries and problems. And so for us, yeah, so no real losses yep. uh, and just a couple of additions, yeah. So you're all good to go. And first game of the season is who? First game for us is uh, Metro Gas away. So, Interesting. Okay. That's, yeah, that's our first game. So we'll just come back to something that, that you touched on lightly there. So when I had Josh Oatley on from Brydon, mm. he mentioned that uh, Kevin had approached George Maddox without you knowing. Yeah. It, 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 what do you know about that now, or what did you know about that then? Well, I, I didn't know nothing at the time because uh, it wasn't really not you know no disrespect to George. George is a great player, but I weren't really looking for strikers. Yeah, uh, and he is a good striker. Uh, so uh, I did hear that uh, Josh was a little bit upset, and uh, him and Kevin. And when I talked to Kevin, I think the word was snake. <laughs> well, I talked to Kevin on it, and uh, Kevin said, "No, nah, look, you know, I play with Josh, and me and Josh got on well." And he, Kevin found it quite funny. He said, "But he said I text uh, I text George." He said. Uh, I think in the summer, yeah. he said, I just said to him, uh, do you fancy coming down? If you what you're doing this season, George said, I don't really know what I'm doing at the moment, but thanks for the offer, and I'll let you know. Yeah. And then George come back to Kevin, I believe, and said, look, I'm with Biden, I'm saying with Biden. So it was something off the cuff. Okay, Kevin said, no, nah, no, big, no big deal. But Kevin gets on very well with Josh, and uh, you know, don't worry, he ain't going nowhere this <laughs> this season. Anyway, Josh, don't worry. 
expectations for um, House Sid for the coming season? What, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Uh, expectations are Nick to win the league. That's uh, it was the same as last year, and it'd be the same as any division we go in. You know, anything we try and do, we're obviously out there to win. So the idea is to win it. Uh, minimal's promotion. Uh, but I actually think, if I'm honest with you, Nick, I actually think we got a strong division. I thought he was the top half of it was very strong, and you know, I think by you know we we played. I think you've played Chipsy. We played Chipsy last season, and to try and get your gauges, and we lost there were uh, one nil in the cup. Yeah. Uh, we were down to 10 men for 60 minutes we got a man sent off for 60 minutes we were down. but to be fair we didn't deserve to win the game yeah. don't get me wrong if we had 11 men it's easier to say, yeah. if you get yourself in a position where as you say you can turn around and say you played well and you lost the game that's different mm, yeah. but if you, if you don't play well and you still win the game you can't wait for, well actually but if you lose and don't play well and you don't yeah. deserve to win then it, yeah that's absolutely yeah that's key yeah. that's right and, that, and that's what we had so our gauge was and I think Chips if we're going to win that division one but our gauge was uh, Chips did was a, uh, a good team and for a gauge for us I didn't think we were a million miles off of them uh, we're not there yet but what I, you know and I was impressed with Chips did Nick I mean there's a lot of teams I've got because uh, Chips did were very well organised decent club you know, tidy, respectful. There was a few teams like that, if I'm honest with you. I expect, you know, uh, we played Metrogas. They were classy. You know I mean? There was a few teams there. You, you went there and, and, and we beat them at our place. They come for a drink afterwards. Really respectful Metrogas. And there was a few teams like that. But probably what I'm saying, our expectations is, is we've, got, we've got a plan. And in our minds, and I'm going to be totally honest, a few people are probably going to say, oh, we're fucking over going on about it. But we want to be Kent Prem in... in four years time right so take a step at a time but that's our ambitions to be there now whether we're good enough or not we'll see but that's our ambitions so you've got a long term plan there anyway which is which is a good thing yeah. okay just lastly um, top three and bottom three predictions in order and the re- I mean it's going to be difficult mm. it might not be as difficult now because Meridian have been slung out of the league yeah um, or they've ejected themselves from the league whatever way you want to look at it um, so top three, bottom three, in order, and your reasons for those choices. Okay, I mean, always difficult, Nick, as you know, because teams are, you know, there'll be new teams in there, won't there? You know, under clubs, you know, you know. I believe Bexley have got a new team. Danson, I believe, have got a new team going in there under their name. So I can only go off for of last season, probably like any managers sitting here who we faced as well. So it's very difficult because I'm probably only going to go really through people I've faced and. And the obvious who I see done well. So I go bottom first. Uh, on on last season for me, I think the people who've got the, probably the most own work to do is probably dancing. So I would go maybe dancing and it'll be bottom. Uh, but listen, as that can change. Uh, second from bottom, uh, I've changed my mind here because I've heard that Bexley reserves have uh, improved big time now. So I'll add them in there. But now I'm going to go with. South East Athletic. I had them in there. Did you have them in there? Yeah. Now again, they've got new management over there, I've heard, and, and etc. So, you know, things could change there. But I'm going off last season, so I'm going for them as uh, second from bottom. Uh, so we've gone Danson, South East Athletic. As I say, I definitely had uh, Bexley in there, but I've took them out now. Whew. Very tough one for the next one, isn't it? I mean, you've got. You've got people in there. I mean, you've got Welling, you've got AFC Lewisham, Bexley, as you said. So I think it, it's going to be to look at that bottom three. I mean, I had um, Danson, South East, and I had Bexley in there. Um, Eddie Asika had 
uh, well in town reserves in now. I mean, again, it's you don't know what team's no, going to turn I mean, up, so no, that's no, half the problem. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what I will go with. I'll go with Welling. Now, the, the thing with Welling Town, that you'll know the same as me. They can come flying out of the box. They could be something else. Then, obviously, things don't start going right, or people have different injuries, problems, cha- things change. So, I'll probably go, I'm probably going to go with, with Welling, I think. Yeah. So, Danson, South East, Welling Town Reserves, bottom three, and top three from go third to first. Let's third do it that to way. First. Okay. Third, okay. Again, I'm telling you what, this is. I actually think it's a very. I think it's a. a f- if I leave anyone out here, I'll be surprised. But a five horse race for me this season. I'm putting in there, I'm putting Long Lane, yourself, us, Green Acres, and Bryden. I think it's a five horse race, but, you know, you can only have three horses, right? So we're going to go with third place, which is probably going to surprise you here, is Green Acres. I'm going to go with Green Acres. And the reason I go with Green Acres is, is when we played them, they were probably the best team in our league we come across. We beat them at home 2 0, and uh, they didn't deserve to lose 2 0. You know what I mean? I think, uh, you know, 1 0, us, 1 all possibly. And with Green Acres, I think the fella, what's the fella's name there? Do you know the guy's name, Nick? Yeah. Liam. Liam, yeah. yeah I think when he was there, when I was seeing there, he was getting them going. I think whenever you went to, if you don't go to Greenacres, Nick, and you know, you ain't up for it, right? When you go and play away there, you'll get beat. Simple as that with Greenacres. And there'll be some teams maybe not up for it there and you'll get beat. But he's got them playing football, that Liam, there. And uh, for me, I think they average third. Okay. Second. It's only going to be one or two, so go on. I'm going, I'm very edgy on this and, uh, you know. Be honest. No, I've got to be totally honest. <laughs> I, I, but it's really close for me. Yeah. But I'm going to go with uh, Bryden. I'm going to go with Bryden Rose for a second. I mean, uh, you know, they give us two good games last season. I think yeah. it's Josh just mentioned. And uh, he was unlucky in both he feels. I don't feel he was unlucky, if I'm personally honest. Yeah, I thought we edged them. Yeah. But they was good teams. They've got good players. Uh, and Josh has got a good way of doing it. So I'm going to go them for second. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going for us for first, like any manager will back their own outfit. So, for me, us, uh, the only person I think could maybe upset that is yourself and uh, Long Lane. But they're my predictions for the top three. Lovely. So, a bit annoyed you haven't put us in the top three there, but it's what it is. <laughs> Look, Scott, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, I really appreciate it, and good luck for the rest of your season. Yeah, and you, Nick. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Cheers. So that was Scott Mullins from Housted. Um Really, really nice fella, really down to earth. Tells you how it is. Um, get on really well with him. So thanks again, Scott. Really appreciate you coming on and good luck for the season. That wraps up today's show. Thanks for listening as always and I will be reporting to you next week with another guest. Take care for now. Ta-ta. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.